The Boilermakers take three of four in the opening weekend against Hofstra down in Florida. I'm Kyle Charters, Ben Turner, the head coach, Greg Goff, here with us on this week in Purdue baseball. It was a great weekend. I mean, you take three of four. I don't care who the opponent is, and Hofstra's a pretty good one. But you win three of four against the, the same group. you got to be pretty pleased with what you've seen. I was, Kyle. I thought our guys came out and, and um, was really you know, excited about watching them play this weekend. I thought they did a really good job. You know, we had some really good games. I think Hofstra is a, is a tremendous opponent for us the first you know, weekend out. And, you know, we learned a lot about our club. So I definitely thought that the weekend was, was really good. And anytime you can go down and win three out of four games, it's, a, it's definitely a plus. And anytime you do it in comeback fashion, yeah. like you did in all three games. <laughs> now, it made for some nerve-wracking games, I'm sure, for you. It did for us up in the booth, yeah. obviously, and, and maybe for your players a little bit. But you got some good performances late in games that allowed you guys to come back. We did. You know, uh, we were able to you know, kind of stopped some, some bleeding at times. And, and our guys just never, they never wavered. You know, it didn't matter what the score was. I, I just thought they did a really good job of just staying with our system and our offense and just staying together as one. And, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to come out on top. Tell us a little bit about the thrill of the comeback. How is it different for you <laughs> as the third base coach, the head coach, you know, making so many micro decisions in the course of a long rally like that? Well, you know, Ben, it's just awesome for me. I'm always excited anyway. That makes me a little more, I jump around a little bit more. So uh, it was awesome just to see the kids, the hard work that they've done and, and the preparation and just their belief of all of it that we ask them to do on a daily basis. Just to see them to, to have success is just awesome for me. I just That's why I do what I do to coach and, and to see those players develop and not only on the playing field, but on off the field too. And just seeing those guys, you know, you know, if you can succeed in situations like that, you can succeed in life. Yeah, the resiliency they showed, uh, you know, to put five up in the eighth on Friday, nine unanswered runs over the seventh and eighth innings Saturday, and then Sunday, man, to come back from an eight-run inning. It's not too often that you win a game where the opponent has an eight-run inning like that. That's, that's wild. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of times I thought, man, this is going to be tough. But I just, I just never felt like our guys didn't quit. You know, they just never believed they wasn't going to win. And um, as you know, half the battle in this game is, is dealing with failure and dealing with a tough inning. And, you know, it's not, you know, when it's going it's, it's gonna to happen at some point. It's not if, but when. And so our guys are, were, I thought, really prepared for that. I thought our coaching staff did a tremendous job of just keeping those guys staying focused. Coach Fouts, Coach Shipley just continued to, to tell our hitters, just hey, focus on your at-bat, just one at-bat at a time, and just put some good at-bats together. And, you know, eventually we, we came out and scored some runs there. The guys came through for you at the play, but there are those individual decisions within games that you have to make as a coach. And for a large part, they worked out well for you. You made the right choices. One of those is, is sticking with Evan Albrecht on, on Saturday in a big spot when you guys have a chance to rally uh, in the seventh inning of that game. You thought about going with a left-handed bat. You stick with the right-handed bat. Those are the things that you have to, you know, you have to think about in the moment. And, and a lot of those decisions worked out well for you over the weekend. It did. You know, guys, I, I'm so blessed with a great staff. Uh, I've surrounded myself with great men that do a great job, and those guys are very prepared. They spend a lot of time with the video and all those types of things. And so whenever, you know, you see me kind of slowing the game down and, and talking with Coach Fouts or Coach Shipley or Coach Marks or Coach Media, that's why. And so I, I value their opinion. And so, you know, we just made the best decision for, for we, we felt right with the right situation, and hey, Evan came through with a big hit for us. You got, you got some good pitching performances. You probably need more good pitching performances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. We yeah. will. You know, we, we will. I, that's what I was doing this morning was going back and watching our video of our players right. and our pitchers and watching them. 
And uh, man, we got some guys with some really good stuff. Kyle, I really was impressed with what I saw. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter, I think, of just kind of fine tuning those things, getting our emotions under control a little bit more, and, and starting kind of to pitch towards contact a little bit more instead of kind of pitching away from contact. Uplifting to see Jackson Smeltz out there. Uh, really hasn't pitched a full season or even even half of a season since freshman year in high school. So amazing? four years, essentially a whole college or high school career. And there he is starting season opening weekend uh, on the mound. Uh, you know, that has to feel good not only for you as a coach, but, you know, you know him as a player and a man. I mean, that yeah. good feeling, that's why you do this. It is. And it's just, man, wow, just a bit of to see him out there. Um, watching him last year come here and, and go through some ups and downs with his arm and eventually having to be red-shirted, you know, um, and just the whole history of, of him and, and so forth. It's just, that's what you do. That's why you do it. Those are the stories that you love. Uh, I love Jackson Smeltz, man. He's one of the hardest workers that we have. And uh, just to have him out there, to see him healthy and to see a smile on his face, what a, what a blessing. And you follow him up with Corey Brooks, who ends up getting the win, closing out that game with five innings. You know, he's been through some of the similar things, but on a different timeline. He got back so fast to help us last year, (laughs) and there he is now. It looked like he was back to full strength. It was. You know, uh, when I got here two years ago when he was a freshman, man, I thought, wow, this guy's got a chance to be really good. And, you know, he had the arm issues, and so we had to redshirt him that year. And then he came back so early last year. Um, so he is. He's still developing, but his velocity was really good. I just thought he just took some ownership in the mound. You know, he wanted the baseball. He was out to prove something. He threw every pitch with conviction, and our team kind of felt that. And we'll talk to Corey Brooks here on the, uh, the show today oh, about that comeback and about his performance. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, I'm sure you'll have some good things to say. You got, you got another uh, a solid performance from Bo Hofstra. I mean, he was great out of the, the bullpen for you, picking up a couple of saves against his namesake there in, in Hofstra. But – the, the weapon that he is uh, out of the bullpen for you, um, you know, shortens those games up, and you were able to go to him on Sunday with the, the tying run on base and, yep. and go to the long save situation. I mean, whether he turns out to start for you this season, whether he turns out to be in the bullpen, either way, he's a pretty big weapon. He is, and our, you, you could tell whenever we bring him into the game, how our team's confidence just rises, right. you know. And uh, Bo's a tremendous kid, um, great work ethic guy that's – you know, it's not afraid of the zone. Kyle, he, he's coming in there. He's coming at you. If you beat yeah. him, you're going to have to just beat him. And so <laughs> that makes it, you know, fun for me to watch because I know he's going to come in there and throw strikes. But like I said, we and we are. We, we have considered doing a couple of things with him. And, you know, it's early in the year. You know, uh, his pitch count wasn't what it needed to be. So we decided to, to use him in the back end, and right. it worked out for us this weekend. Yeah. Big moment for Miles Simington to hit that grand slam, but in many ways, I thought he was more excited about the hit-by-pitch in the previous (laughs) inning than he was about the grand slam. I mean, that was a great at-bat as a pinch hitter, like 11 pitches or so to keep that rally going. It was. It was 13. It was 13 pitches, and you you know, we we do talk about that a lot, Ben, with our two-strike approach and just trying to battle, and um, it was fun to watch him do that, and they finally ended up throwing a breaking ball, hitting him in the foot, and he was excited because that, you know, that was the, we were down at that point. Um, and then he got a chance to come back up there. And I thought the game rewarded him. He put a great swing on the ball and that they just kept going. And he kind of uh, 
is a good sign of what you did off the bench. Bryce yes. Bonner had a couple big hits yep. off the bench. Look at this bench production. <laughs> Five for seven with a 727 OBP and nine RBIs for guys that didn't start games. I know. That's amazing. It's amazing. You know, and I, and I told our players um, before the weekend, like, you know, guys, we're, it's going to take some time to figure out who our best nine are. So be ready. And I thought every one of those guys that we put in, them, they were ready to go. They wasn't disappointed. They wasn't starting being. They wasn't selfish about it. And uh, I was just so proud of them as to, to be ready. And they were. We head down to Campbell for the Campbell Invitational, a place that you're oh, very boy. familiar <laughs> with, having been the, the head coach there from 2008 to 2014, had great success. Just how much are you looking forward to, to getting back on familiar territory? You'll face uh, Campbell, Maine, and Villanova this weekend. Yeah, it, it's going to be emotional, you know, uh, to go to that place. Kind of my first Division One head mm -hmm. job. Took over it, and, uh, man, it was, it was um, not what it is today by any means, but just so excited to see all my friends mm -hmm. and, and people that I you know, knew for a long time. That's the longest place we've ever stayed as a family. So uh, we put some roots down there, and, and um, we're very blessed with some great seasons and some great players. And, you know, Coach Hare, the head coach there, he uh, was my assistant when I got the job and helped me build that, what it was, mm -hmm. and then he's just taken it to a different level. And so it's going to be exciting. I'll tell you what, Friday night's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to, to get back there and see everybody. Yeah, not only did Coach Hare work for you, but he has ties to Chris Marks. They had uh, worked together when Car Chris was a player. Uh, Ochoita, how do, you, how do you pronounce Wachita. that? Wachita. Wachita. Well, I wouldn't have gotten that wrong. <laughs> Wachita Baptist in Arkansas. Yeah. So uh, Coach Hare is a coach there. When Chris is a player, yeah. he ends up hiring Chris. When you come, uh, when you leave to go to Louisiana Tech, yeah. so it's all connected. Now Chris works for us here at Purdue. Right. I just love to see like that circular kind of connections with Campbell that we have right now. No doubt, no doubt. And, and I know Chris is excited about getting back him and Nikki and the boys. I know Nikki and the boys are, are on their way over there as well. So it's going to be a great weekend. You know, we're going to have fun. I, I do. Uh, I am glad that we're playing them just one game, so it's not a three-game series and, and, uh, and things like that, but we're excited about having an opportunity to get back to Bowie's Creek. The move from the A-Sun to the Big South when you were there, what was that like to change conferences during midway through your tenure? Well, the, the biggest thing is what I used to tell people all the time was um, our closest trip in the Atlantic Sun was four hours, our closest trip. That was our farthest trip when we went to the Big South. It changed everything. You know, it changed our travel, it changed our um, opportunity. And, and also at that time, Campbell, uh, we were not allowed to play on Sundays. And so then they allowed, um, the president allowed, uh, President Wallace allowed us to start playing on Sundays to kind of see how that would go. And that really changed everything with our pitching and, and just the opportunity to kind of spread out the full weekend. So it, those two changes definitely were a big plus for the baseball program. Wow, I did not know that about the Sundays thing. That's kind of like BYU and that yep. for baseball and softball, I mean, that's a huge change. It was huge. It was really huge for our players. And, and just again, you know, your bullpen guys, you couldn't use them but once because you're playing Friday and Saturday. Um, and then some days there was uh, like four or five weekends my first year there that we got rain and so we had to set on Sunday, stay overnight an extra mm. night and then play on Monday. <laughs> so it was it was uh, you know it was good and Dr. Wallace was awesome and, and the and the administration was great about supporting and, and moving athletics in, 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 a, in a good direction. You have to hold 2013 close. I would imagine your Campbell team goes uh, what, 49 oh, and 10, wins the Big South. I mean, that has to be a, a memorable season. It was, and I got some of those, some of those players are coming back this weekend and yeah. uh, looking forward to seeing those guys. But, you know, we've had some great memories there. Um, I love Bowie's Creek and, and Campbell University. It, it changed my life, to be honest with you. 
All right, let's uh, close out the Coach Goff segment with uh, week two of Know Your Boilermakers. There we go again. So <laughs> how well do Kyle and, uh, and, and Greg know our current players? So we got into, we're looking for kind of a fine line here, trying to not make this totally easy, but not really difficult either. So, again, trying to, to toe that line. Uh, remember, the rules are uh, the answer is not a guest on this week's show, so it's not Corey Brooks. And to remind everyone, last week's answers, uh, Kyle – Got Dalton Parker, Greg got Milo, and uh, Greg won last week. So he leads one nothing uh, in the overall season right count. Now. <laughs> Any point. <laughs> okay, so Greg goes for Greg goes first this week. So Kyle gets a chance to have if um, if he can match uh, before the lifelines. Here we go. So Greg, uh, your players' major organizational leadership. Biographical note: something before Purdue, he played in IHSAA state championship games in both baseball and basketball. Notable statistic here at Purdue, he started 38 games as a freshman, all at the same position. And he has a dog named Rizzo. Okay, we'll come back to you. I think I know yours again. All right, so here we go, Kyle. (laughs) Your player's major is construction management. Biographical note before Purdue, he was the conference MVP as a high school junior after batting 470. Notable statistic at Purdue, he stole home in a 2018 game at Alexander Field. And a fun fact, his favorite cuisine is seafood. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Greg, do, do, do you know? Home? 2018. 2018. Greg, do you know your player, or do you need a lifeline? Um, and I can repeat any of the... Uh, repeat it one more time. Just want to make sure. Organizational leadership. Okay. Played in IHSA state title games okay. in both basketball and baseball. Okay. Uh, he started 38 games as a freshman all at the same position, and he has a dog named Rizzo. Tyler Powers. Correct. Yeah. Tyler Boom! Powers. Yes, I knew that one for sure. I, I think that I have, I think I have this one. Okay. Give, give me uh, his, his major again. Construction management. I believe the answer is Ben Nissel. It is correct. Oh. All right. No lifelines all needed, right. so, <laughs> so that's a have. So that means that Greg leads for the season one and a half to half. There we go. Okay, I'll take it. I will I'll take it. it. So Kyle's on the board for Know Your Boilermaker. So well done. No lifelines needed. Uh, what was the giveaways there? Which, which piece of information did you find was most useful? Well, for me, it was the, in the state and then playing basketball and baseball yeah. and, and, and uh, then starting, you know, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I so, studied their majors. That I thought, was, I thought that maybe was you the, did. That was the key. Okay. We don't have a lot of construction management majors. No. And uh, <laughs> if I had said he liked ice fishing... Would that have? Uh, would not have helped. Oh me. darn! I thought about that because it was before the 2019 season that Skylar Hunter went on a whole rant about how Ben Nissel liked ice fishing. And yeah, the media had fun with that one. So wow! I thought right, I threw uh, that out there. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk to uh, the pitcher Corey Brooks. We'll do that here in a moment on this week in Purdue baseball. Don't miss out on your chance to catch the Boilermakers at Alexander Field all season long. The 2020 home opener is right around the corner. The season tickets are on sale now. Twenty-three home games include weekend series with Illinois, Nebraska, Samford, Maryland, and Indiana. Don't miss out on all the fun at the ballpark this spring. Go to PurdueSports.com now to reserve your tickets for the 2020 season. Welcome back to This Week in Purdue Baseball. Kyle Charters here with Ben Turner and our guest, redshirt sophomore pitcher Corey Brooks. Uh, Corey, it was a, a great weekend. You guys take three out of four against Hofstra down in Florida. You've got to be 
pretty pleased as a group to have a winning record at this point headed into weekend number two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this was a big weekend for us. We want to go down there and take all four, but you know, we'll take all three and got to see a lot of good things. A lot of younger guys get to play and got to see the bats this weekend. So it was a big weekend for us. You were excellent in your relief outing over the weekend. Really helped to to settle things down in a game that needed settling down yes, a little bit. Were you um, pretty excited to, to A, get out there and, and be able to uh, contribute as much to a Purdue victory? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that comes with the stuff that Coach Marks has been teaching us. I mean, he's been really big on the mental game, and I knew going into that game we needed a guy who was going to eat innings, and I think I went in with the right mentality and stuff, and a lot of, a lot of that is credited to Coach Marks. So yeah. I was excited with it. 65 pitches over five innings, uh, face 20 batters, your longest outing as a Boilermaker. The confidence that you built last year coming back so quickly from Tommy John, how much did that help in this first outing of 2020? I mean, I was just ready to get after it. I mean, this year I feel back to 100%. Last year I was still battling some stuff. So I think something that people don't get is when you have Tommy John, it's not just your elbow you're rehabbing. Your shoulder hurts, your bicep hurts, and this year I've been pain-free for the most part. So I was really excited to get back out there. What did it mean to you to see Jackson Smeltz uh, be able to start that game? You know, his timeline has been different, but the mm -hmm. same surgery, the same injury. Yeah, it was awesome, and I, I was so excited for Jackson. I texted him later that night, and I said congrats and everything because I know the first time you get back on the mound, there's a lot of thoughts going through your head, and just the way he handled it, that, that guy works hard, and he deserved it, so it was awesome to see him out there. Yeah, Tommy John is a, is a big deal. You had it. You were back less than a year. Is that, yeah, is that right? I mean, that's right. an incredible – Recovery, you hear about guys, you know, it being a, what, a 16-month, 18-month, yeah. maybe even longer than that type of recovery. It must have been a pretty good effort you put forth to get back yeah. out there on the mound. No, definitely. I think I came back right about 10 and a half months. And, I mean, I told Casey from the get-go, I said, I want to get back out there as soon as possible. And I know talking to the coaches, they are like, you know, you might not be able to throw this year. And I was like, that's not happening. I'm throwing. <laughs> and then just the work Casey put in with me, I couldn't thank him enough. I mean... There's really not a better guy to do it with, so it was awesome having him. Yeah, yeah he's really one of the true MVPs of the program as long as he's been with us and uh, you know, everything that he's done to get guys back from injury. Um, tell me a little bit about what it feels like as the pitcher in the game when you see the offense put together a rally like they did Saturday night, nine unanswered over two innings to take that game, and then you were able to close it out. What's it like watching that happen? Oh, it's huge. I mean... Just like the confidence you get, like, you know, you're putting in the work on the mound and then to see your teammates back you up and then for Miles to hit that grand slam and come in and tell me he was like, close it out. I mean, that just got me fired up. And especially a guy like that, he's a new guy and he brings a lot of energy to the team. So it's awesome to have guys like that. Especially your, your mentality coming into the game, you know, it changes throughout the game, right? You're yeah. coming in just saying, hey, let's, let's keep this as close as possible. I think you were trailing four to one at the time. Yes, and, and, you know, we've got to keep this close to give the offense, you know, a little bit of a chance. And then it changes from that to watching you guys take the lead. And, yeah. you know, at that time, maybe we thought you were going to come out, you get a bigger lead, you don't end up staying out there to be able to finish it out. You're, you sort of have to change your approach in each one of those uh, different scenarios, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, warming up in the pen, Coach Marks called Coach Mady on the walkie-talkie, and he was like, tell Brooks he's got to keep this right where it's at. So yeah. I knew going in, I was like, i got to throw all three pitches that I have and just throw them for strikes and let my defense play behind me. And then once we took the lead, it was kind of like Mark's like, go get the win. So it was, yeah. it was big time. No, it was awesome. Were you locked in for game two with Jackson after you didn't pitch Friday? Was that told to you? Um, this weekend was kind of weird. So 
we didn't really know what was going on. All I knew is that I was going to get the innings that I, I wanted. And so just taking that mentality into every game, just keeping it the same, like not getting disgruntled with where you're pitching, just knowing that you're going in and you're going to get your innings and you got to do what you got to do. So. so obviously after throwing five innings and over 60 pitches, we knew you were done for the weekend yeah. after Saturday. What was your kind of duties on Sunday uh, for the final game of the series? Just uh, Coach Goff was jokingly uh, messing around with me before the game on Sunday. And so I was a little sore. My legs were a little sore. So I was slow getting to the pregame huddle. And he was like, Brooks, you're the dugout captain today. And <laughs> so it was, it was fun. No, I, I definitely enjoyed this weekend a lot. And I think it was a big weekend for us to just get back out there and get some wins under our belt. There are still some shuffling of roles, I think, within uh, the pitching staff a little bit. I'm sure you'll accept whatever ends up happening, but I mean, is your goal to, to get out there and, and get a weekend starting job and, you know, be able to, to lock one of those spots down? Yeah, definitely. And I think last year I, I was, I earned a role. And then this year was kind of weird just because I was battling some injuries in the fall again, just more elbow and shoulder related stuff, just kind of getting back to the groove. And I think I did what I needed to do this weekend. And I mean, honestly, I'll take any role just to help the team out, but definitely going towards a weekend rule. Yeah. Last week, Johnny Sage told us that uh, Matt Moore as a lefty-lefty matchup was kind of tough on him. Mm -hmm. Do you have a couple guys in mind of our current hitters that, that you uh, kind of don't like to face in fall ball? Um, I would say, obviously, Ben Nissel was one of them because freshman year before I got hurt, I think it was like either he would strike out or hit a bomb off me, and more often than not, he was hitting a bomb off me. So he's definitely one of those guys. Skyler Hunter. My, I, I would say my best pitch is my changeup, but that guy just, he sees it right out of my <laughs> hand and just drives it. And then uh, those are the two, really. And then Zach Fash, I don't really like throwing to him either. Just, he's a big lefty. So. Yeah. But. Skyler certainly is tough because you never get to face him as a right-handed hitter, I yeah, imagine. Exactly. So he's always going to have the advantage. Yeah. And that's obviously, as a switch hitter, huge for him. Yeah. All right, give me a couple teammates. I mean, we saw guys like Fasha, LaPlante, Miles hit the grand slam, like you said. Who else deserves a shout-out for maybe stuff that was a little bit under the radar that did things the right way? I mean, Ben Nissel for sure. I mean, after being hurt last year and coming back and doing what he did this weekend, like we saw glimpses of the old Ben Nissel that we're used to seeing, so that was huge. And then obviously TP and Ev just hitting at the plate, like that was huge for them. And I mean, they played well all weekend too. And even I think the MVP of the weekend is Bryce Bonner. Just, uh, you know, not getting the start on Friday night, but getting his bats in, coming in and catching, like he's a rock star, has a good mentality, works hard. Big time. Yeah. The guy you are familiar with, Justin Fugit, uh, oh, he came yeah. through with uh, uh, some big play, too, and a big at-bat. Uh, you guys know each other well, having, having you know, played together. You played for his dad as well in the Columbus yeah. area. Just how much did that help your transition when you guys got oh, here yeah. in 2017? So, I have not played a season without Justin since I was eight. So. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. you were eight? Yeah. So wow. It's, it's been a long friendship. It's not, I don't really consider it a friendship as much as I consider him like a brother. Yeah. So it's fun. And I, I love seeing him do well. And I know it's the uh, same way around. But it's just awesome. We, we've been goofing around with each other since we've been here. And it's just, it's awesome to see him get out there and do what he did. And so I'm excited. Third year in a row with a different pitching coach. On that front, it kind of is what it is. got to make the most out of it. Yeah. And uh, Chris Marks you know, brings a nice, well-rounded uh, coaching mentality to the, to the program, I would imagine, having been a position player and then also coached hitters. Um, what are some of the things you like best about his style? So it's been awesome, like, honestly, for me, because I've gotten to know Coach Holm and Coach Kribbe, and they both have their own kind of coaching styles. But I think the person I've gelled with the most is Marks, just because he's taught me a lot more 
the pitching than I could ever imagine. Like the mental game, like just lower half stuff. And he's just a guy that every day he comes out with the same energy and you're excited to work with him. And he's just just as excited to work with you as you are with him. So it's, it's awesome having Coach Marks part of the staff this year. And we definitely lucked out with him. You take, take three of the four against Hofstra. Uh, probably some things you guys as a team need to clean up. What are you looking forward to when you get down to, to Campbell this weekend? I think for the most part, like the pitchers got settled in. I mean, you could definitely tell there's some nerves going on and stuff, mm -hmm. but that's going to happen opening weekend. So I'm just excited to see how we bounce back next weekend and hopefully take all three. So yeah. I'm excited for it. I mean, biggest thing this year is our bats are hot and right. start the season. So that's huge for us pitchers, give us confidence going into a game. All right, so we're looking to learn a little bit more about you in our uh, pick three getting personal segment. So this is the same kind of stuff we uh, have you do on photo day. So pick a number between 1 and 11. We'll see what you come up with. Okay, I'll go 7. 7. Uh, current MLB hitter, or in your case, yeah, hitter, uh, you'd most like to face. Probably Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah, good I one. I think on the paper I might have said Bryce Harper, but I would say Mike Trout just to see if I'm any good or not, because that dude's the best. And <laughs> I don't know, I feel like he'd take me deep. Would you, times. are you in agreement with most that he is the best all-around player in Major League Baseball right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I don't even think it's a question. All right, pick a number between 12 and 25. Go 14. 14. Uh, a band or musical artist you'd love to see play Purdue? That's a tough one. There's a lot of them. <laughs> but I would say probably Morgan Wallen. I listen to a lot of him. and. I know a lot of the guys listen to him too, so. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about him, uh, genre and such. He's a country artist, and I think he's probably the hottest country artist out right now for kids my age and stuff, and really anybody. I know, like, anywhere you go, bar, restaurant, like, they're playing his stuff. So. Okay, good one. All right, last one here. Pick a number between 26 and 34. We'll go 30. 30. Favorite thing about Alexander Field? Mmm. Probably a clubhouse for sure. The locker room's awesome, and they just did a bunch of new stuff to the clubhouse this year, and it just gets you excited when you walk in. You feel like you're part of a big-time program, and I know that's what Coach Goff was looking forward to doing, so it's awesome to have that. Okay, so now that we've found out more info about you, we're going to have you see how many of these it's going to take to uh, guess your teammate. Sounds so good. same questions, and I'll just throw some random ones out here, and we'll see how fast you can get this. Okay, so... He right. told us, uh, Major League pitcher he'd like to face, Marcus Stroman. Podcast he enjoys, Joe Rogan. Uh, favorite costume at the Alexander Halloween Bash, he told us, Bo Hofstra as the unicorn. <laughs> uh, favorite multimedia app was Spotify. Favorite athlete, Ray Lewis. Ooh. Got to guess yet. Oh, man. You know, I was going to say Fugit. But that would have been too easy if I picked him, yeah. based on your connections. Um, who's a, who's a would you like some more? Just one more, I think. Okay, favorite pro stadium, Minute Maid Park. <laughs> we went right, Ray Lewis to, to Houston there? Yeah, I'm oh, going to go uh, Miles Simington. Good guess, but it's not correct. A couple more for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Favorite big city, Dallas. Country he'd like to visit, Spain. Bryce Bonner. Bryce Bonner it is. <laughs> I was trying not to throw too many Texas yeah. ones in there because we only have so many guys from Texas. Yeah. But Bryce Bonner is this week's uh, 
know your teammates. Yes, so there well done there. Well, Corey, appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck this weekend. Should be an, an exciting weekend down there at Campbell, and hopefully you guys can come away with this week. Yes, sir. Thank you for thank you for having me and everything. All right, we'll be back again next week with another show. Thanks to Corey, of course, uh, Ben Turner, along with uh, the coach Greg Goff. We'll see you again next week on This Week in Purdue Baseball.